Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. It is January the 16th, and we are here in our Bible reading app, staying warm as we read God's Word and let it warm us from inside. I don't know, I tried my hardest there. Hopefully it helps you feel good about it being a cold, brisk day. But we are going to continue reading in Luke chapter 12. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after the body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, 
Not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose the servant says to himself, My master is taking a long time in coming. And he then begins to beat the other servants, both men and women and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him to a place with the unbelievers. The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready and does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division... From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He said to the crowd, When you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, It's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot. And it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth in the sky. 
How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Why do you judge for yourselves what is right? As you are going with your adversary to the magistrate, try hard to reconcile on the way, or your adversary may drag you off to the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. This concludes the reading of Luke 12. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Family tension. Do you have family tension around you? Luke writes that Jesus said that he came to cause division. In fact, he said that there would be five in a family, but they would be divided in half, three against two and two against three. He also said that he would cause division between father and son, and son and father, mother and daughter, daughter and mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Not a very exciting set of scriptures about family dynamic, but let me help you understand what's happening here. Throughout this chapter, Jesus has been confronting things that people take as normal, whether it be worrying about clothing and how people view you, or trying to get ahead in all of your wealth and possessions. Jesus is trying to make sure that the people understand there's a different way, and that different way comes at a cost. That's what he's talking about when he talks about the division in a family. The cost is you trying to be holy. And when you try to be holy, do you know what happens? All things that are impure and unholy begin to stand out. That's why if you've ever tried to do the right thing, sometimes you'll have people poke at you and make fun of you a little bit, trying to say, oh, look at you trying to be good. It's really conviction on their part, but it causes us to kind of shrink back a little and not really run after things the way we should. Jesus is saying, not specifically about your family, but about the people around you that when you try to do what's right, it usually causes people to be convicted. And because of their conviction, they make you feel bad about what you're doing. And it causes division. But you have to be committed to doing what is right. Jesus started this section talking about the Pharisees and saying, don't fall into their hypocrisy. They constantly try to make themselves look good and talk about the things that you should do but it causes division and distracts you from the main point. And the main point is doing things God's way and forgetting human wisdom. But the Pharisees were really good at saying, look at us, do things our way, listen to what we say, instead of pointing people to the Lord and making sure that they chased after him with everything. You see, Jesus came in and he started talking about these things differently. And what happened to him? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the teachers of the law, they all start trying to trap him and push him away. Why? Because he was doing things differently. He was making sure to focus on what was right, and it caused everybody else to have a divisive attitude towards him. You see, when you try to do what's right, it causes people to feel uncomfortable. It's much easier for someone to sit in their complacency then have to admit that you are making the steps to do things the right way. But don't let that fool you. Don't let that cause you to back down. Do what is right. Seek out the Lord with everything that you have. And as you do that, he will show you who he is. 
you don't have to worry about all those other things that people worry about because God owns it all and he will take care of you if you just seek him out. So don't worry about what other people say or what they do or what they say is important. Simply seek first the kingdom of God in all of his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.